Are you ready to talk about like the darkest movie and like the brightest possible day? Jesus Christ, it's so sunny. Can you hear me? Let's now? take a quick like I don't know, maybe cool two years. Dig like an underground tunnel, set up a recording <laughs> studio there, and then like do this podcast right. Actually, we have some fun facts on that setting. Uh, so we watched um, the forty-five minute bonus features yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really cool do they have all the guys in like um costume like the crawlers just like fooling around yeah i think i sent you a gif a while back of them filing each other's nails oh really um but also like there was like interviews with the crawlers and it was like it was really fun inside i told harisha i was like we need to watch more bonus features on dvds because that's interesting <laughs> like it was just nice to see i like to watch like them recording each other on set type stuff it's always interesting interesting oh bell refill mr franklin's glass will you now when you get up there tonight don't drink too much oh don't worry i won't how about a whiskey and soda less soda than usual thanks and this is wine to drink just a bit might improve your humor aren't you drinking I never drink. No, I've had a couple. Come on, I'm not drunk. And an excellent vintage it is, too. But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir... Welcome to Tipsy Terror, a podcast (laughs) where right now we don't get drunk, but we still watch a horror movie and talk about it. And in lieu of a clip, can we get a soundbite from Harish? What's up? (laughs) And that was a soundbite from Harish. That was me. And, and today Harish. we're going to be talking about this movie called The Descent from 2005. Yeah, The Descent, directed by Neil Marshall, director of our favorite movie, Hellboy, <laughs> with the guy from Stranger Things. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he directed I it. I didn't look into this guy at all. What? <laughs> I like... After we watched The Descent the first time last year, I went around the office boasting about how awesome this guy is. And then my yeah, boss Marshall. was like, you know, he did the new Hellboy. And I was like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> it was just immediately just defeated. Right. You know what pisses me off? Remakes. But you know what pisses me off more? When people remake something that was made in the 2000s, there's no reason. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We're on like our third Spider-Man 2 <laughs> <laughs> Our third no Spider-Man. That's like a bug main quote from one of his things, but yeah. Oh my god. You know what? You're fucking right. I now I'm gonna be mad about the Spider-Man all day. Like I get that they need to keep churning out content or whatever, but like don't I am so sick of seeing Peter Parker get bit by a spider. Right. You're, we're tired. <laughs> Give us a new superhero. Anyway, we're here to talk about The Descent and not any other movies directed by Neil Marshall or other people. Um, but yeah, we're so. We're probably going to talk about other movies directed by Neil Marshall and other people, just so the yeah. listeners are aware. <laughs> we are want to get off the track. That was not <laughs> Um Yeah, so The Descent uh, from 2005. Uh, this was actually our one of the patron picks from April, m- March, I think. March. Yeah. So, March, we put up three options in the poll. There were The Descent, 
um uh may uh which was my suggestion which is a movie that i haven't seen and then the third suggestion was uh the lost boys uh, and we got one vote for The Descent and The Lost Boys, so those are the two movies that we're, we're going to cover both of them. Mm-hmm. But we decided to do The Descent first, and The Descent, from 2005, it's a movie about a bunch of women who go caving, and stuff happens. Uh, I bet you're thinking to yourself, what could go wrong? A bunch of women adventurers just hanging out in an underground cave. The answer may surprise you. Nothing. Nothing goes wrong. They just right. have a Everybody... lot of talk about their feelings. Um, they find out about certain betrayals that they've had with each <laughs> other. And that's all that happens. Yeah. <laughs> a, a lovely <laughs> bonding experience for a bunch of female friends. Really makes you want to go caving. <laughs> <laughs> The first note I wrote in this movie is, wow, when they're like white water rafting at the beginning is, wow, I would love to join a women's adventuring club. And I could tell you that after watching this movie, I have never changed my opinion faster <laughs> than anything in my life. Yep. <laughs> so the movie opens with uh, three women white water rafting and then uh, like one of the women's like uh, husband and daughter are there. Um, like when they finish whitewater rafting, they get in the car. Um, her name is Sarah. Her name is Sarah. Uh, and her other two friends are June and Juno, Be- Juno and Becca. No, Beth, Beth. Beth. Beth yeah. Beth. There's okay. So first rule of screenwriting. One of the rules of screenwriting that, uh, our screenwriting instructor told us Which, was honestly, don't, I don't think a lot of people know this rule and it drives yeah. me insane. Cause it's a very useful rule. <laughs> don't name characters with the same first letter because it's annoying when you're reading a script and it's, and it's easier confusing. to write because if you have different letters, you just have to click the first letter and right. it auto fills everything. So this movie has Sarah and Sam the and it also writers are livid right now. <laughs> yeah. I can't say I've like, when I, I do script ch- coverage, I'll be like, they should change this name. Cause it's too similar. <laughs> Um, but this movie has Sarah and Sam and Becca, Becca and, and Beth. Beth. Yeah. Yeah. And what? also Beth and Becca are both nicknames. It's Rebecca and um, Elizabeth <laughs> are their names, but that's how they refer to each. Anyway. So Sarah, Beth. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, Beth and Juno. Um, uh, whitewater rafting. Sarah goes with her husband. Husband seems kind of weird. Um, and then he like, uh, she, she's like, uh, are you all right? And he's like, yeah. And then he meaningfully gazes into her face as another oh, wait, car. You missed there. We, there's a moment before though, where you see him and Juno kind of talking and she like looks at them. Yeah. Well, he's helping them get out yeah. of the whitewater raft. But it, there's they have something a, going on. They there. have a meaningful glance between them. But anyway, so husband just stares at his wife while he's driving a car and doesn't notice that there's another giant truck um, coming straight towards them uh, and he's drifting into the other lane and there's a car accident. The white uh, husband and child get killed by some uh, rods. It's like, like in Baby Driver where the right. rods go through the windshield and yes. stab Jamie Foxx. Yeah. It's exactly like that. Right. I forgot oh, that right. happened in Baby Driver. <laughs> Yeah, did that happens in Baby Driver. It's not a bit. That actually, uh, how yeah. do I? I've seen Baby Driver like five times. How do I not remember that? He does it on purpose. But anyway, so 
cut to I think a year later, um, and Sarah is finally like starting to deal with all of her um, trauma from that horrible accident uh, where her the rest of her family died, and um, she and Beth and Juno are going on a trip together, caving with a few other friends. Sam, Becca, and Holly, I think, are the only other yeah. three. Everyone knows right? each other except for Holly, who's new because she's Holly's like new. Juno's like prodigy. She's yeah. like this Irish like adrenaline junkie type. And Holly's hot. Yeah. We, and I'm in love with her. We watched the behind the scenes and she had long hair and she like really did not want to cut her hair for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> she looks great with short hair man um holly drives me insane in this movie yeah (laughs) i just think she's neat (laughs) i would murder her in real life if the i'm gonna gonna go ahead and excuse her actions nope (laughs) (laughs) i can't it like from the v when holly starts acting i'm like as soon as they get in the cave as literal before they even get in the cave i'm like i'm going to strangle holly (laughs) But yeah. then, who are the sisters? Sam and, and Becca are yeah. sisters. Sam is a doctor mm-hmm. or training or a, a medical student or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Um, and then it doesn't really matter what the rest and of them like, do. And, like, I don't know who's... Some, for some of them, it's their first caving trip. Yeah. So, like, a lot of people are... Like, Juno especially and um, Beth are focused on safety, safety yeah. and trying to be safe. Whereas Holly is kind of, like, an experienced um adventure person um and she's just being like like very testing the waters like just you know showing off and um doing her thing throughout like the whole thing you'll see like beth like is like lecturing them on like proper protocol and stuff like that and she's always looking for all the supplies and everything well throughout the first part (laughs) oh sorry no go ahead sarah and uh, juno i guess had kind of like a falling out after sarah's husband died so they're like trying to use the trip to like reconnect and get Sarah back into adventuring and like help repair their relationship. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they go into the cave um, and, you know, it's fun cave and stuff. Uh, and then it's pretty. Yeah. Really pretty. At one point they, um, they have to go through this really tiny little tunnel Um and uh sarah's the last one to go through and she's carrying the rope bag and then she it's very cramped and she like feels like she's also like stressed out and this is also like her first actual like adventure type trip since the accident and um so she starts to freak out and starts to think that um the walls are closing in or whatever and then beth goes back and reassures her um and but then they start to hear there's actually a collapse mm-hmm. and like the cave is starting to collapse. So um, they quickly go through and make it to the other side of that little tiny tunnel that they had to get through. Um, but Sarah drops the rope bag um, on the way in. Yeah. And, and at this point it's revealed that uh, Juno uh, had decided Juno was the one who organized the whole thing and planned um where they were going to go caving uh, juno had told everyone that they're going to a normal like tourist level two, trap yeah level two cave and everyone's at first complaining because it's just a tourist trap like 
Um, it's going to be an easy cave. But then Juno reveals that she actually had found a unmarked cave that they, she wanted them to um, uh, tra- discover. Yeah, discover and like name and like basically like traverse as the first people to ever go through this cave. Um, <laughs> so the they're stuck because the the little tunnel that they came through has collapsed. Um, and they also are in trouble because they filed um, with the like parks department or whatever. Um, they said that they were going to go caving at this uh, known cave, but they're actually in a completely different cave. So no one's going to come looking for them there. Um, so they're basically stuck. They have to find their way out. Yeah. Um, next major thing that happens, they like start going through and there's this huge um, uh, like cliff kind of thing. Uh, it's. I think I, I wrote chasm, but I don't know if that's yeah, right. Yeah, chasm, chasm is right? a good word. Yeah. Um, they they like reach an opening where there's a huge chasm, um, and there's another opening on the other side, so they have to go through, um, uh, just like hook into the ceiling of the cave, and then like uh hook a rope through, and then uh go through. Basically, so. Sarah, right, is the one that does it. Is it Sarah? Is who's Sarah's the one whose kids died? No, Beth. No. Sarah is the one whose kids yeah. died. Yeah. So Sarah, I think she like has to go through like by hand and like she grips the rock and like gets one of the little hooks into the rock and then she'll like hang up the rope and then she'll move and she's like f- fingers on the rock holding herself right. above this like bottomless pit putting stuff into it is to me one of the most um like tense moments of the whole movie like i like hold my breath when i'm watching it just watching her get in there and uh so she gets to do the last one and she goes to put it in and there's already some sort of hook like an old ass like stone hook yeah is in there and so she skips putting her own and just puts the rope slack on there well she like hooks in with a like clip like a carabiner yeah um and then like they all make it across but uh as um juno's the last one to go across um juno is reaching and like pulling them out uh so that they'll still have them uh, as they go um when they get to the other side and then um she pulls one out and then the uh the last one that was hooked into the uh the thing that was there before uh breaks uh, that thing comes out and so um juno falls and the rope starts to like slide really hard and it cuts um oh. sam's hand who's holding the other side of the rope she it like like um i literally want to like throw up thinking about yeah, the rope burn that it she just receives. like burns through her hand and cuts it um and then uh, but they like stop the rope they they get juno uh juno she climbs all the way up and then uh she holds up the thing that was in the the cave ceiling and says that oh it's a pitten which is like an older version of the kind of like climbing gear that they use but it's at least a hundred years old so people have been here before but haven't been here for a hundred years and before this is kind of their big discovery that people have been there before, but there are small hints before that. Like when they first get into the cave, I think it's Sarah who like 
touches the wall where there's these like bloody fingerprints that were like left she like puts her fingers in it and she like pulls them away but like doesn't really think about it but like then they make it across find the tools and then they realize they also at one point find like an old helmet yeah as well um i don't remember when that was but anyway so at this point holly uh decides to just run around um and explore the cave no she's excited she's having fun no i thought that she she was like we got to get out of here no holly holly they don't realize um oh yeah they don't realize it yet never mind yeah holly is having a good time holly (laughs) is running with a huge smile on her face running through to find like uh just exploring the the cave that they're in and then she like falls through a hole and then uh like falls down this huge like uh thing and then like breaks her leg and it snaps yeah we're talking bone out of the skin this motherfucker just right right split apart right disgusting yeah um and then so they go down get holly they have to do the whole like pushing the bone back in it's a very gross tense scene and then uh one of them has like a camera that has a night vision mode and she turns on Wait. the night vision. Yeah. Has that part happened where they're all like kind of wandering on the cave part and you see in the foreground? Yes. Yeah. 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 So, uh, earlier, like they're just like exploring the cave and, um, we get a little tease of someone else in the cave. Like the camera is like a little far away from them. And then, in the foreground, like Molly was saying, there's like a silhouette of a person. Like it, I guess it looks like they're this person's drooling and they're kneeling, and then they like lean backwards um, and go out of frame. But like we don't really get a clear view of what it was. Um, it's something menacing. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a little tease. And then later, um, also, I think uh, when they're fixing Holly's leg. Um, uh sarah goes and looks around and she like sees like a person in the distance in the distance like um she flashed her light over and there's a, a, a like looks like a man with like completely white skin like um and then this figure just runs away um and but nobody believes sarah yeah <laughs> uh, they tell her she's seeing things and though the dark's playing tricks on her but then cut back to uh, the night vision camera they're just looking around with the night vision camera and then right behind uh one of the women is an actual creature which is they're referred to as crawlers in the script that's what they are called crawlers yeah but like the reveal of it behind the woman i remember that being in like i don't know i feel like there was some trailer for maybe it was a trailer for this movie or i thought it was like you know how they did like those combined like home video release uh trailers yeah. on old stuff i feel like it might have been on that or something but i remember that shot being in some trailer as, as a child and it just scared the fuck out of me and it's so good in this movie because that's your first like real good look at it and it's real quick but it is it's shocking to see it at first right this movie has so many jump scares oh it's yeah so stressful like yep. not only do you have the stress of like they're in this cave and at times it's like really claustrophobic and dangerous but then also just like stuff happens and it pops out at you. And I don't like that. 
we should yeah. have like i should have thought about that when we were watching it and been like molly just have your phone mic on <laughs> <laughs> i have audacity now like, <laughs> yeah. we'll just have you turn that on when you watch a scary movie yeah <laughs> so from here they all just kind of you know they're trying to get out and find their way out but they're also being chased right. by these weird monster crawler things and then of course they like kind of die one by one but there's a lot of other stuff that happens in between like um there's an initial panic where somebody dies is it holly holly gets taken almost immediately immediately yeah and she gets taken away to a room and then they're all kind of panicking and juno's in this one room like fighting them off with her pickaxe and then she like hears a noise turns swings well yeah she's like fighting trying to save holly but holly's already dead and then she like the creatures come for her and attack her and she takes out her pickaxe and then starts killing them and like it's a whole fight scene and it's great and then she like finally succeeds and it's like a good like final moment she's like success and then she hears something behind her and turns and whips her pickaxe around and what happens who is it who is it becca becca yes no Beth. Beth. no it's becca it's, it's beth, beth. <laughs> it's the one the original friend beth? yeah okay straight into beth's neck like the hook goes in the back and you see it poking out the front she just like Oof. hooks her right in the yeah. neck and Oof. of course she didn't mean to right but it's she, an accident she panics in that moment and like as beth falls she like she like reaches for Juno and like grabs her necklace and pulls it off of her and it's this big necklace that Juno has been making a big deal of since they got like she kisses it and shit and um so beth falls and juno like panics and says like sorry and then like leaves she like leaves beth for dead right um because i mean to be honest beth should be dead (laughs) like there's no reason to try to do anything at that point so juno leaves to go find the others and then at this point they all kind of got split up right yeah, yeah there's like there's Sarah who's on her own and then there's the other two Sam and Becca are together and Juno is also on her own Mm -hmm. and we like cut between the three of them basically just like watching them like fight fight off the people and then Sarah is spending most of her time in this big cave room that's like full of like it almost you kind of think it's like maybe a home base or something like that where a lot of the feeding happens yeah it's full of bones and like a pool of blood basically or like water with blood in it yeah it's It's like disgusting but there and then also we see that like the creatures take their kill like into this room right so like that's where beth is spending a lot of her sarah. time. sarah is spending a lot of her time and then the sisters sam and becca are just like in this caving area they're, they're just, just like trying there. to go through they're just yeah. like slowly walking through and like fighting off when they come upon creatures but they're just being careful and then juno finds these Two. markings oh yeah 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 Juno finds like mark arrows pointing out um and she realizes that um uh, because earlier they found like a cave painting um and the cave painting distinctly has two openings to the cave so that's when they realize there are two entrances to this cave so we just have to make it through um and the and style of this art can best be described as a very very kind of um primitive and using a lot of linear figures but also attempting to capture the realism of the surroundings in which the cave is set right now, from that we can so i'm taking an art history class right now <laughs> just, uh, blown it up. 
It, it kills me in that picture because I'm like, wow, they really made it a detail of drawing a large mountain and two large triangles to <laughs> say there are two <laughs> openings to this cave. Right. <laughs> Why? Um, but Juno finds uh, like arrows basically pointing out, pointing to where the exit is, um, which she assumes is from the earlier group that um, made it through. Uh, and then Juno finds Sam and Becca and they like team up and they're like, uh, Juno tells them, Oh, I found these markings. Um, I, I know the way out, but we have to save Sarah. And she's not leaving without Sarah. Cut back to Sarah. Sarah finds Becca's body. And Becca like does like the dramatic, like <gasps> Sarah. Yeah. He's yeah. like covered in body parts and viscera. Yeah. And oh, other scraps of dead things in this big death pit blood chamber. It's awful. Yeah. So they have like this kind of like, like Be- uh, Beth is, no. Beth. Sarah is like freaking out and she's like, I'm going to help you. And Beth's like, no, like I'm dead. Like leave me alone. And she like basically warns her. She's like, Juno did this to me they didn't don't trust juno don't trust juno and then she gives beth juno's necklace as like proof right and so beth keeps it and then in her dying breath reveals to beth <laughs> reveals yeah, to sarah that her husband was cheating on her with juno <laughs> yeah so the necklace on it it says love every day which was apparently the husband's like one of his like favorite things yeah. to say. And it was a so the the necklace was a present to Juno from him. From the husband. And so it's revealed that Juno was um uh having an affair with Sarah's husband. I just love Beth's pettiness of being like, I'm dying, but by the way, I need you to know <laughs> <laughs> I need you to know your husband was, was cheating, cheating on, on you. you. <laughs> your dead husband was cheating on you with your other friend. <laughs> Who's probably like dead. Infidelity to really thicken the plot there. <laughs> right. <laughs> so and wait, go ahead. Sarah um like like Mercy kills yeah. Beth Bashes her by head in. bashing her head in. Um, because she asked for that. Um, and then, yeah, this is where Sarah falls into that pool of blood. <laughs> this is where Sarah lets out like a, no, 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 never mind. The scream is later. The, so then, um, in like a kid, like a baby ish monster what? comes in. Oh no, it's a woman. It's the woman monster. Isn't it? No, there's like a kid monster. And yeah. Cause then the woman gets upset. Them. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we're going to talk, let's talk just a little bit about like Sarah's whole linear plot. And then it, it flashes between them, but it's just a lot easier to kind of cover everything that Sarah did at once. Right. So yeah, mm-hmm. a little baby thing comes in and fights Sarah. She kills it. And then she's hiding. And this like female version of the crawler. Right. It's a crawler. You know it's she's a woman because she has long hair and titties. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the, they just had, I like when I watched this the first time I had kind of accepted that they kind of had just like a genderless form and then that one came in and I was like, oh, God damn it. Right. But um, she like sniffs and Wait. like what? As, I'm so sorry to cut you off. Um, If she got titties and there's a baby, why aren't these like naked crawlers just hanging dong? Yeah. You're right. Yeah. How are they reproducing? <laughs> That's they, a good yeah. point. Yeah. What's his name? Neil Marshall? Oh, we'll do like the Neil shape Marshall. of water thing where she like cups her hands and like opens the. <laughs> hey, Neil Marshall, uh, I've got a question. Why aren't the crawlers hang mad dong? <laughs> it just seems right. Years ago. <laughs> um, don't forget, Neil. So 
the woman thing comes in and like gets mad about the baby dying so she she's out for blood and then her and Sarah get into it and they fight and this is where they fall into this giant pool of I guess it, I think it's water and blood but I like to think that it's just straight it's up a, a pool, pool of blood. blood yeah um and so we kind of see it's interesting because you they fall in and you expect uh Sarah to do this big like come bursting out like breathing for air but no she like slowly pokes her head up yeah and like like she is calm right <laughs> and she like lets out the like you know you see the bubbles from her breath and the blood and she's just like chilling and you're like how are you so like relaxed right now right. and then this creature like comes up from behind her and they fight some more and then Sarah tries to crawl out on a rock and the creature's still fighting her. And then she finally gets like a hand, like her hand on this like bone tooth thing. She like hammers it into the creature's eye, I think, or ear or something like that. And so it falls and then she gets on the rock and then she immediately again gets really calm and like lays down. She like turns into like Laura Croft, like a hunter type person. And it's, it's cool because like earlier before this moment of her, uh, husband's infidelity being revealed she's like the most like she's scared she's yeah. panicked she's very anxious um she like is the one having like issues um but then <laughs> once uh it's revealed that her husband was cheating on her she has a new enemy <laughs> she she is like the most badass um and also like she does she has that emotional transformation but she also has the physical transformation of falling into the pool of blood and then emerging as this like badass like covered in blood the rest of the movie she has like dried blood just like coating yeah but yeah yeah, it's like the like sticky like carrie like just that look (laughs) so she gets out go ahead there are a couple things I think we need to point out. The um, the crawlers are blind. Oh yeah, yes. we never said yeah, that. Well, Sound that's, re- that's important to note. That's revealed. Oh. Well, I mean, we can like kind of figure it out by watching it, but also it's revealed when um by Sam, who's mm-hmm. the doctor, she like examines one. She examines like one of the dead bodies that they defeated, and like points out it's blind. It uses echolocation, and then continue, Molly. Sorry. I'm really, I'm really worried we didn't kind of sell how gross this blood pit is. <laughs> uh, it's not just like a serene pool of blood that's like in an underground cave. There's like bits floating around. Yeah, and it just looks real disgusting. Ugh, yeah. It's like the worst version of a cranberry bog. It just like doesn't <laughs> look very fun. Oh yeah, and then like Ugh. your only way out is like basically crawling on bones and shit. Just right. think of the smell. You uh, haven't thought oh of the smell. Oh my god. Oh, oh, I have not thought of the smell. Uh, All oh I could God. think about was the smell. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, so, oh, God. Okay, I don't know how she's so calm. <laughs> right. She she crawls out, and then she immediately, like, presses down, and you're like, why is she so calm? And then you see behind her another one of the creatures come out, and she, like, completely goes limp, and the creature, like, literally, like, stands on top of her and is like like doing like right. the sound stuff like she's playing dead yeah basically and then the creature like puts its like foot on her head her head so and just like looks around for her so it like is like looking around or whatever and then i think they get in like a little kerfuffle and she like grabs a weapon and immediately attacks him as soon as he gets off of her and then she lets out this like visceral like 
no yeah. i was just i go out of nowhere <laughs> like and she just like screams and so that's what signals like kind of at this point juno has found sam and becca right and that's what kind of because they were saying like we're not leaving without uh sarah and so they hear that like echo thing and they're like oh shit like she's alive we got to go get her mm-hmm. um so they start hustling and bustling through the caves and we kind of leave sarah for a little while right yeah yeah so the three of them they're just running through the caves at one point they like get attacked and like have to split up um and uh sam runs ahead and like gets to another giant chasm um and she like starts to like clip across herself just Mm -hmm. with like just one no protection just like one little clip that she keeps clipping in um and in her fucked up hands she has a fucked up hand too like that's cut from earlier with the rope um and then the other two like reach her and are like no come back uh don't do that sam like come back and sam is just like resigned to her fate basically she's like kind of in some sort of fugue state yeah she's not quite so Um, then she she gets attacked by a crawler she turns and one's like right in front of her yep yeah but she was like half prepared for that and she like pulls out like a knife and she goes to stab them and it was it's kind of like one of those like you take each other out at the same time thing so she like stabs the crawler in the chest stomach area and it takes out her throat yeah and then it falls and then she like flops backwards and is like hanging by her like pelvis like where her rope is and she just like falls backwards and her blood starts gushing out of her neck and becca and juno are just right there like horrified watching her just dangle right and then so immediately it's like they can't like be like oh we can't have one of these sisters mourn each other (laughs) immediately a crawler shows up and they are a couple of them and they grab becca and just Just tear her her abdomen apart um so she dies like it's like back-to-back deaths and so juno juno somehow falls down she jumps towards sam's body i think her goal is to like land and swing yeah but it doesn't work she just falls and she just goes into the or maybe she just straight up jumps into the water i don't know well no because she doesn't know that there's water Um, she just falls and then at the bottom of the chasm that they're trying to go across just a big pool pool. so she survives um and then like gets attacked immediately by the The one that got stabbed (laughs) the one that got stabbed but she kills that one and then like starts to climb up where sarah finds her yeah Sarah like grabs her and pulls her into a little crevice yeah and so then they kind of have that moment of just like uh like juno's like everyone's dead basically and then sarah makes a point to be like and beth and then uh juno's like yeah and sarah's like did you see her die yeah and juno's like yeah and right so like we see that like sarah doesn't trust juno obviously and she does she believes that juno is like bad right um so they are going to get their their way out they go through like follow the arrows and then they're in this like another big room right and they get attacked again by like four or five yeah different 
and it's like an intense scene honestly i feel like in that scene juno kills like almost all of them and sarah kind of is over in the corner like gouging one of their eyes out and she's just like really focused all of her energy on crushing this one's skull (laughs) right and the whole so this is happening she's like putting all this towards us and then juno's just like taking them out left and right behind her right um so juno like pulls most of the most of the weight in that fight but they do they fight they win and then they hear there's more coming and then uh sarah pulls out the pickaxe that juno had stabbed into um beth by accident because she found it with best body so she like holds it up and then like opens her hand a little bit and the necklace falls out and we and like dangles there and just to show juno like i know yeah, they have like Juno recognizes what what's going on, and they both have that meaningful look at each other. And then Sarah whips the pickaxe down, smashes it right into Juno's knee. Yeah. Um. So she doesn't kill her, but she makes she her pretty much immobile. Her yeah. And then she leaves Juno there and starts heading towards the exit and Juno turns and we see all of these crawlers coming towards her. Right. So then we follow Beth and Beth digs her climbs or Sarah. I always think her name is Beth. Sarah climbs her way out. Well, she falls into a hole. Oh um, yeah. And then lands in a pile of bones. But then she looks up and notices that there's some natural light coming from somewhere. Yeah. So, um, so she follows the light. So she gets out and she like, she like does like a weird like zombie like well, thing where she emerges from the before ground. Before that, like w- she sees the light in the distance, and there's this huge hill of bones that she has to climb. And there's like this great shot of her like climbing across it, and there's light is coming straight down, and she's like climbing up a pile of bones, and it's like a great shot of just her climbing up to the light, and then she like crawls out. Um, into the forest. So is this her Lion King Simba climbing Pride <laughs> Rock at the end of the movie moment? It yeah. is. It yeah. is the same sort of like feeling of glory. Right. <laughs> so yeah, she um she gets out and she we get a lot of her like running through the woods, very panicked and stuff, and then finally she finds the cars, which is incredible that she's able to do that. Um she gets one in the car, gets the keys, starts driving. Um and then she drives for a little while and then she finally pulls over and like lets herself like panic and cry a little bit and she like leans her head against the steering wheel and she's kind of like parked in the street and so this big logging truck or something comes by and honks its horn at her as it goes by and it startles her and she fun fact this movie is actually a final destination (laughs) (laughs) it's in the universe yeah so she like logging truck from the second movie (laughs) yeah She um panics because of the sound, sits up, and then we get like a final jump scare of Juno's ghost Ghost-ish. in the passenger seat, and then it cuts to black. Right. Um. Well, that's the U.S. ending. So when this movie was released, um, in the U.K., there was an extra minute after that scene. Um, that got cut in the U.S. version. Um, and what happens uh, after is, like, she sees, uh, or it's Juno's ghost, and then Sarah wakes up, and she's still in the cave. Um, and then she sees her daughter's birthday cake and her daughter sitting across from her. 
Um, and then it's revealed that it's just like the light from the candles on the birthday cake is actually her torch. And uh, she's just like staring across like she has kind of a smile on her face um, like she's seeing her daughter. Mm -hmm. um, and then the camera just pulls out um, to show that she's just like in the cave. Uh, and then there's the sound of all the crawlers like coming for her. Yeah. And that's the UK ending. And that's the ending that neil wanted but then he saw the cut ending and he's like oh yeah this is good but the original ending was the bleak well i read on wikipedia that they had um a bunch of different endings like so they had options well on the bonus features though neil said that the one he wanted was the uk like that's the one really? that he had like originally planned and that's the one he wanted because he wanted a really bleak movie yeah and then he saw the cut version of it and he's like oh yeah this is good we can release this right because he liked it how it left it open-ended yeah yeah because they did have a sequel they did yeah i like the open-ended ending because i mean i could go without the final jump scare i don't know what the point of having juno's ghost there other right. than like another trauma thing for her yeah but um i i like the way it ended um because you like to think that she went and got went and got help and i think the sequel storyline is that people don't believe what ha her about what happened right. down there so she brings a crew back in there or something yeah. like that i haven't seen the sequel I haven't either it's just like what i got from the imdb but i'm kind of curious it has like okay ratings <laughs> yeah, really yeah huh uh, i watched the kill count for it like a long time ago but i don't remember it okay. for the second one mm-hmm and I think um, some of it. No, never mind. I'm not gonna spoil it for you. Never mind. Um. Okay. So, what should we talk about? Uh, something that I thought was really cool about this movie was the lighting in it. Cause, I love that too. Yeah, because like it's mostly just lit by stuff. Like they made a conscious decision to make it so it's lit by anything that they brought into the cave. And there's like, um, they use like uh, glow sticks at different points. Like bright green, green or red, or like red flares. Time. Yeah, yeah. They use flares or glow sticks, and then that like gives it like a red like light lighting to it or a green lighting to it. Um, which and you can tell that that is like augmented by like fake lights, but um most of it is mostly just like the stuff that they brought they said that like if they were using matches and that that they would they did the lighting like with matches right. or like if they and he was saying that the end it got really nice because they were using these big torches and all that to fight and so he was like the lighting was great because we had massive torch torch flames like letting off all of this like light to work yeah. with um Something I want to note is, and I said this, Harish and I were watching it. We're in our living room right now. We have these big windows, and if the sunlight is coming in them, they, even no, no matter how we have the curtains position, positioned, at somehow we can see light on our TV, and it's really annoying. Yeah. And um, this movie starts out when they first get in the cave. It's very, very dark. Yeah. And then the lighting progressively gets better. Um, but this movie is incredibly effective in a movie theater because the first time both of us saw it was last year at gateway we watched it in oh, the really? theater and so there you're in this pitch black room 
And so all the lighting, as it kind of gets, it builds and stuff is very well done. And you can see all the dark details pretty well. But we were watching it at home with like shitty light from our curtains. And so it wasn't as like good. And I was mad. So I really just want to take the time to say, if for some reason your local theater happens to show The Descent, go see it because it is 10 times better in like watching it in a pitch black room, like giant screen. Oh, it's so good. But yeah, like you think the lighting's good, like check it out on the big screen. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah, it's, it's like really dark in, in a lot of points. Uh, there, especially I wanted to bring up when they're like crawling through that little tiny tunnel. Um, and it's very claustrophobic. Uh, there are several shots where it's just like mostly black and like like a tiny little like their one of their faces and the only light is from the like headlamp that they're wearing um and it it like gives you like a good like claustrophobic feeling it's it's really well done um in those sequences um and i thought that worked really well the lighting was really cool in this um uh do you want to talk the effect it has like the glow the green glow especially yeah um, when it's lighting up the uh crawler yes yeah um it makes it just look so creepy and like as this really cool flare and like the night vision does that too like the right night vision camera it just really kind of adds a lot of like interesting depth to the movie I would like this movie like did not have a high budget. I don't think so. I don't I know. Would love to know that. I think that I, I think it had a decent budget, but they talked so I guess we can get into the set a little bit to make my point here. Is right. they this whole movie is sets. They didn't go into an actual cave to film and it's a big system, but they only had six actual sets that they could afford to make. And then they would use the set for a shot and then redress it. So, like, if you'd you'd see the set, like, the beginning where they first get into the cave, that is, like, the dry version of the set. And then the end, that's Uh, the wet version of the set. Yeah. But it's the same one because they couldn't afford to make an entire cave system. So, So, like, they had, like, a decent budget, enough to make six really good sets but that was like it right when they first get into the cave um they like rappel down into this like like room basically that has a bunch of plants around um and then later it's the same set but they took out all the plants and replaced it with like water and like stones and like slimy like stalactites and stuff um so it like looks completely different even though it's the same set and that was like really cool uh like a really cool fact that we learned from (laughs) watching the behind the scenes um yeah uh the sets are great like completely believable as um real caves uh yeah i was actually kind of shocked to find out that they built them because they were so good really yeah yeah Um, there's the one where um the one that they all have to crawl through where in the behind the scenes they keep referring to it as the vagina because when you see the way it looks it literally just looks like a vagina vagina. (laughs) like it is hands down sculpted to look like a vagina and they kept like teasing the director about it 
and they and he's like it's it's not it's coincidental it's not on purpose right one of the girls like goes up to him and is like so are you happy with how the vagina i mean the cave looks (laughs) (laughs) and he's like stop it (laughs) right but um cool that um they just reuse so many of the pieces because it like also adds to the confusion like you never know where you are and where they are right in relation to other stuff because every set looks different yeah they basically would be like there's a dry version or a wet version and they would like cover it in goop or whatever and then they had the stalagmites and stuff and they would just like put those in if there wasn't any in it previously or like rearrange them or and then they um I think that the one that there's all the bones and stuff, they said that they only had like four days or something to turn that one around. So they had used it to film something else and then they had to just completely redress it within four days for another shoot. And they said that that was like probably one of the biggest challenges they faced was getting that to be gross. And he knew from this, he was like, I want like a big pool of blood in this. And so they had to put in this big tank and stuff. They succeeded. It's disgusting. Yeah. But we saw they also, like, for water, some water stuff, they, like, rigged up bathtubs and, like, put, like, pieces of rock around it for, like, some some of the water. I don't remember what they were filming, but, like, you could see they were really resourceful about it. And it was, it's, it's really worth it to watch the behind the scenes for the, this movie. Because yeah. it's, a, it's a very interesting, like, I love movies that are set in places where a lot of movies aren't. And that's, like, part of the reason why I like the thing. Um and this one is just so cool because you know he he knew he wanted this like really dark fucked up cave and it's you can't logically film in a dark fucked up cave so they just they it's incredible resources that they used for it and just for that alone is what makes this movie so great and also the makeup on the creepy crawlies yeah they look really cool they're like naked mole rats but humans right um and they have like weird ears too and like um their teeth are really sharp they look really really creepy when you watch they're designed to look like nosferatu i think oh really they definitely look like them yeah i thought that's what it said hold on let me check myself real quick Um, well in the in the behind the scenes they said that like they had different designs earlier like they had a design where it was like it had huge eyes and um, they showed like a test of it, and it, it basically looked like a lemur. Yeah, it like looked silly. Like one of silly. those like giant, big-eyed lemurs. Um, but it it didn't okay. look as creepy as uh as these more human-like uh creatures looked. Yeah, it was designed to look like Nosferatu. Nice. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, do you want to talk about the cast? Sorry, I meant Peter from What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, another reason that I really, really, really like um, this movie is the um, the fact that it's six women. Yeah. And that's, like, it. Like, right. it's just an all-female cast, which is really cool because, I mean, hell, even nowadays, you really don't get that. And, like, literally the only dude is at the beginning, and he dies within, like, four minutes. Right. Um, but it's just really cool to see, like, and it's not, and they talked about um, creating their characters and how uh, in this script, they're kind of basically caricatures the way they're written, which they right. said that it was just because they were going to let the women fill their roles. I honestly think that in his writing, Neil probably just didn't know how to write women very well. So he just wrote what he knew and then let the women actors, like, yeah. fill well, in they, what he knew he couldn't. In the behind the scenes, they talk about that. Like, he, like, had, like, a bunch of meetings with them to talk about all of their characters and like 
how they would interact and like um like basically like let them um kind of decide decide yeah and like influence their own characters they said that it wasn't improv but it was like ad-libbing kind of so like he would give them like this like more of a like this is kind of the direction here's your loose lines like go with it and before they'd get into like the really intense scenes they would sit down and like basically be like i think my character would respond like this i think my character would do this and like i know that the actress who played sarah she said that she kept a diary or was it beth no it was beth it was was beth Beth, yeah. yeah beth kept a diary and like wrote down every like every day just like downloaded her day but in beth's thoughts to keep her like within the character right so like they did they did a lot of work like giving their characters dynamics not just being like i'm the safe one i'm the doctor yeah and i think that's really it's a nice touch because you don't see like a lot of good treatment with women characters like that right he wanted to make it all women because his first movie was dog soldiers um which is all men um and so for this one he wanted to make it all uh female cast um and they're all like really like good characters um and they're all like different in their own ways there's uh juno who's uh, well there's the main three juno beth and sarah who are each like um obviously like very well like developed because they are the main characters um and then there's uh holly who like you know what kind of character she is she's like that kind of person who's the the like the 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 expert basically who's just like fine just running around and like doesn't care from the beginning when they were like belaying into the cave they're like go slow be careful we'll take our time and then holly's just like drops down she's like whoa and they're like holly right that's why i was immediately like i hate her and then there's the sisters who are um like they stick together and they're like protecting each other and sam um who in particular is the doctor who can analyze um uh the like uh the crawler and explain that it uses echolocation and stuff like that and i i i thought it was like really uh well done in terms of characters um, and all the characters worked really well. All the uh, the crawlers also were really good, because uh, uh, in the besi- behind the scenes, he talks about how he got actors for the crawlers because he wanted them to also be able to be emotive, um, and they do react in like very creepy ways. I remember when we were watching it just for this recording. Um, one of the characters like comes out and he like does this like weird crawly thing on top or no no it was right when we started the behind the scenes it showed them filming um becca's death and it was showing the the way that he was acting on top of her and i was like how does somebody like bring themselves into that like animalistic state of mind like i'm like too self-conscious to be able to make myself do something like that so i'm always impressed by actors who play monsters and stuff and sometimes it's just stunt people or and stuff and then he said it was actors and i was like wow those people should be like in like oscar movies cause yeah. that's acting right there right because <laughs> they're really good they like are you, really you, good like nowadays this would probably be something that somebody would wear like a morph suit thing and like get the cg dots on right. them and they'll just put the skin on but these people were like in full-on makeup, full makeup just like being these creatures on set and it's it's so cool and they're really good at, and there was one main one 
his nickname was like Scar or something. Um, huh. and they, uh, they, he, he gets interviewed a lot in the behind the scenes and he talks about like how this is his favorite thing he's ever done because it's not like he's going to walk around and they're going to be like, that's the guy from the descent. It's like, no, he's completely faceless. So he like said that he was able to just completely lose himself uh, in the role and like, boy, did he. Right. That'd be so fun. Yeah. Oh my God. That would be a great episode of TV. Where a group of friends um, gets cast as like monster extras, and they just get to dick around. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of there's an episode of Always Sunny that where they're like zombies. Extras. Yeah, and then she's like the worst person we know. Yeah, she's trying to always be in the scene or whatever. <laughs> Should we do segments? Yeah, yeah, good call. So, what would you do? Ugh. So, this is like my nightmare, is getting trapped in an underground cave system and not being able to get out, much less being stalked by, like, really terrifying monsters. Like, everything about this was, like, the scariest thing in the world to me. Right. Obviously, I'd die. It's just, like, I feel like I'd trip over something, because, like, I don't know, or I'd fall into a pit. Yeah. I don't even think I'd make it to the monster part. I just think I'd get killed like doing the actual caving itself. <laughs> right. I wouldn't make it across that that um chasm that they have to get across. Well, oh god. After after Sarah does the initial points, the rest of them just have to like crawl yeah, across a rope. across, yeah. Yeah. But that's I have a severe fear of um like falling. So, like, just looking over that chasm, I would have, like, had a panic attack and been like, I'll just stay here. Like, come back for me later. Right. Not. The thing uh, here is, what? I would not go caving in the first place, so it's not really an issue for me. Also, I like... I absolutely do the first descent, though. I think that sounded... That looked awesome. Yeah. It's like dropping into that big cave mouth. Yeah. And if I could, like, go down there, hang out in that first little bit for a minute, and then come back out, come that's back totally up. fine. Or just go to the one that they said that they were going to that was the tourist trap. Like, because that one at least is definitely like a lot safer and the authorities know you're going in there. So I you have... um, like can get saved in a bad uh, when if something goes wrong. I would absolutely go to a cave. That, yeah. Like, was established and like was safe and people could do it and you could like do like an easy route if you wanted to right and that also isn't isn't it like i think it's one of the sisters like it's their first time like actually caving yeah. i think it's sam she's never Which is, caving. it's so fucked up to like like to, like decide that you're gonna lie to your friends and then take them to an un like unmapped cave for one one of their first like caving trips ever that's like super fucked up because okay like for your first trip like do not take them to uh something that's not like already well known that that you know is safe um so fuck you juno <laughs> you deserve what you get yeah she's the worst one um Plus, like, she kills her friend and like if yeah. that happened i feel like if you explain the situation say, right like this is really horrible something bad happened like I was fighting off all these crawlers, I heard something behind me. I swung my axe, and it was Beth, and I accidentally stabbed her. Right. I feel like in that specific situation, it would be sad and horrible, but like your friends would eventually forgive you. Yeah, definitely. Understand. 
and Sarah like gives her the chance. She's like, did you see her die? And she could have like explained everything like in that moment, but she decides, no, I'm just gonna not say it. Um, so like, yeah. Whenever, uh, we were about to record, I joked and I was like, is Juno the villain in this movie? <laughs> not the crawlers. <laughs> Juno's the real villain. <laughs> yeah. It's all her fault. My also defense is the crawlers are like sharks. If you're getting attacked by them, you're in their territory. They didn't come out to get you. They're in, yeah. You're in their home. They're just defending their like ground. They don't know who the fuck you are. They're just, you're, you're this thing that's trying to hurt them. They're going to hurt you. Yeah. I don't think they're bad. Yeah. Do I want to come face to face with one? No. no. But I would never they're be in their cave. <laughs> yeah. They live there. Right. <laughs> It's How disgusting. Burst in your hole when you didn't know what was happening. For real, I don't you think they're bad. You the <laughs> <laughs> all your friends. That yeah. that blood pit kills all your friends and kills your kid. This is a reverse home invasion movie. <laughs> <laughs> that blood pit is where they spend their summer evenings, <laughs> and you just came in and murdered several of them in it. Right. Next kid was just trying to have a snack and take a quick dip in the pool. <laughs> god damn. Give him his sandwich and Cheetos puffs. <laughs> oh my god. Together all mushed in. <laughs> but yeah, You're so right. I don't Maybe Sometimes adventurers do not do the best about protecting their ecosystem and environment. No. And I if I think this movie shows a great job of sh- it, it does a great job of showing that. Yep. <laughs> Uh, who do you relate to the most? Me? Um, the th- it, I, I'm having a hard time because I just would not be caught dead caving. This is just like absolutely zero interest for me. I wouldn't mind like walking through one, but I, anything that involves like climbing and stuff, I just can't do it. Yeah. So like I wouldn't do this anyways. So in that case, probably like Sam, because she's like not very experienced or anything like that. And like, I, I like her personality and attitude in general. So I guess her, um, yeah. just because she's definitely seems to be the least interested in it. Not the least interested, but like the definitely the least experienced. Yeah, I'd probably say Sam or Becca, one of the, the sisters. sisters. Yeah. Um, Beth is too good at comforting people. <laughs> not, not something that I'm good at. <laughs> um uh but beth also like i kind of relate to um oh fuck my computer is about to die um uh the other ones like juno sucks holly definitely would not act like holly um and uh sarah i also just i don't know i just don't feel like i would be sarah (laughs) you need to plug in your computer yeah i'll plug it in in a second um but yeah so one of the two sisters Oh yeah, I'm I'm probably Sam as well. I guess like I just don't know. General consensus: Sam rules. Sam rules. I'm actually the daughter in the very beginning of the movie. I do be blowing <laughs> out candles. <laughs> she really do blow out candles. Little uh, a little of this. Oh, give me some of that. Oh yeah, that's the action. <laughs> Molly just blew out a candle. I did. I don't know if you saw it, but I did. Um, what is it? The visual medium? Something else, though. We we kind of touched on it, but um, there's something that the director says in the commentary where he's like, 
um, you know, it's called the descent because they're descending into the cave, but also kind of like descending into madness. It's a descent into madness. And oh my god! Don't explain it. <laughs> don't understand it. Ew. But like, we didn't really Wait, like important? talk about like how they all kind of like you. We talked a little bit like about how Sarah's big switch. She goes from being really panicky to like right. like this calm, like like almost warrior type. But um, I also I think that if I were down there. I would definitely respond more like um, Sam and Becca where like I'm like latched on with somebody and we're just like, right. we need to get out of here. Like, cause like at one point they're like, they're like, Sarah's dead. Like we gotta go. We gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I, but the thing is like, if, if I heard like a scream or proof, I would be like, gotta okay, like we got to save them. But then I also be like, okay, the likelihood that they're dead though, <laughs> I need to get out of here. I can't be here. So I probably would also like react like them and they're like, involvement and trying to like scramble out of there because i ain't trying to stick around yeah you gotta go the doctor's gone <laughs> you gotta go. i also probably would be like absolutely shit at fighting this the creatures oh yeah which yeah, Sarah, sam and becca fighting. don't really show very much skill at anyways so honestly the second i get rope burned or like saw a rock look at me wrong it'd be all over uh, that rope i can't bird. imagine seeing a creature i think i would die on sight if i was just like caving and saw that yeah you know how scary that would be yeah. you just like sit there and you just be like take me out I, I have nothing i would just freak out and then accidentally fall down a hole <laughs> <laughs> and die i'd probably i'd probably kill myself honestly, before <laughs> i got to the worst of it like not to be dark but you gotta i mean you also just, i was thinking about this yeah oh, no, no i was just say you just kind of sit down and like let whatever happens happens you know what um i have never really been claustrophobic mm-hmm. in my life like i can go in like small spaces and full it's, stop like, it's not really stressing me out yeah until i watched this movie i was like oh you know what right it's like, i think claustrophobia isn't so much like you can't be like in a tight space, you know, like whatever, but it's like that you can't get out of somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Unable to escape from that. It really, really stressed me out this whole movie. Right. I love finding a a new fear. It's not so, it's like, it's not really so much of like, you know, the walls are caving in on you, but it's just the idea that like you can't get out if the walls were caving in on you, you know? Ugh. The walls aren't caving in on you. The caves are walling you in. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i gotta peek again that's that's that should have been the fucking mic when i said that that's the that's the log line for this movie (laughs) the caves are walling you in uh what's our next segment villain ranking oh yeah hold on well we need to talk about who the villain is (laughs) well the monsters are the crawlers so i guess (laughs) yeah Harish said yep. that we have to do the crawlers because they're the monsters. I agree with that. A hundred percent. I guess. Do you not? I think Juno's the real villain, but Juno. I'm what fine with doing I'm fine with doing the crawlers because I think they're really cool. So we're gonna no. touch on them. Give me one second there. Juno, we got you, Paul. It takes two to tango. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Okay. Um, well, Paul didn't give them the wrong cave. <laughs> didn't lie and tell them they were going to a different cave. I think I have mine. I'm gonna put the crawlers, uh, number eight on my uh no number six on my list. Um, 
which is underneath Sarah Bellow's book and above Ignacio from The Similars. Because, I don't know, they're cool. Um, they're cool creatures evolved to live in a cave and hunt in a cave. And they're good at climbing. And they're cool and they look cool. But, uh, you know, they're fine. <laughs> I also put mine at number six. <laughs> I put Did you say number eight? Is it six? Ghostface from Scream 2 and above Ghostface from Scream 3. Oh, my God. Okay, go ahead and explain. Do you, wanna, do you have any other details on that? They're neat. I don't like them as much as the first three ghost faces, but I like them more than the fourth. If that, <laughs> if that tracks. I also put them at number six on mine. I didn't oh, even mean to. <laughs> wow. Um, they are right below Sutter Kane for me and right above um, Scream 4. Um, I think that they're, I don't really consider them to be evil. Um, so it's hard for me to put them like really far up. I do don't think I'd win in a battle with them. I would get killed almost immediately. But like they're they're just like mole creatures, you know. So like, um, unless I'm down there, they're not really a threat. So <laughs> there's that. So uh, uh, um, a rating. Wait, Molly. Molly oh, did yeah, six. Right. Anyway, so rating out of ten. Oh, what did they say? This was Ice picks. six chicks with picks. Chicks with picks, yeah. That's the that was like the set joke, joke. is that this movie is six chicks with picks. <laughs> Molly's shaking her head. Stupid. Um, I think that's definitely the most like prominent prop in the movie is the pickaxes or the picks or whatever. Um, any other mm. prop? Any other rope bag? <laughs> rope bag <laughs> that they lost. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, pittons. Yeah, the picks. Hundred years old. Oh, you already said picks. I'm sorry. I'm good um, with picks. Yeah, let's just do that. Out of ten. Oh, I'll start. Yeah. I don't even have to think about it. This is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. This is a ten out of ten for me. Um, I just absolutely love this movie. I loved it from when we we watched it for the first time last year. Like I said at Gateway, and I immediately I was like, we walked out, and I was like, that is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. I was like talking about it at work for a couple of days. Um, I love this movie so much, and watching it again. And when we were watching the bonus features, I looked at Harish and I was like, I really do think this is like one of my favorite horror movies like I've ever seen. I love this movie. There's just something about it that just appeals to me. It's really cool that it's an all-female cast. It's really creepy and it kind of plays into some of my own fears. And, um, you know, the, there's there's the physical fear and then there's the mental fear that they're going through it. And so I, I think it's neat. Uh, I'll also give it a 10 out of 10. What? Because I also think it's a great movie. I think, um, it's, it's a really cool concept of just like, there's already the horror of just going through the caves, but then you add the monsters and it just gets even creepier. And I think like this movie, like is really well paced and really well written. Um, and I really like it. I don't know. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't think I don't know. I want to give it a ten because, like, you guys did. No, don't feel pressured. No, too. don't, don't okay. do peer pressure. I give it an eight and a half. Okay. 
I liked it a lot. I don't know. It's just like it is like really good. Actually, I don't know. I just can I think. I don't. I guess I can't think about. It. Can I think about it for like a minute? Yeah. Because it probably like I don't know. I've given movies I like less tens. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Huh. I'll give it a nine. Okay. No, it's so good. Um, I don't know why I don't. I don't know why I'm having a hard time with this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll give it a ten. You didn't peer pressure me into it. When I first watched it, I was like, I liked it, eight and a half. And then um, <laughs> like learning about it and like really kind of analyzing it, like you you don't get a lot of horror movies where it's like all women, and they're all like strong and independently like characterized. Right. And, like, you're right. The plot is super cool. I love shit where, like, you think it's going to be one thing, and then it also turns out to be that and a worse thing that's happening at the same time. Right. And just, like, all the stuff about the set design. Like, the design is really great. Yeah, it's a 10. I'm sorry. (laughs) You don't have to give it one. I Well, I want to. I know I just did. Good. Oh, my God. My battery is just, like, shitting on me. What happened? Um, Recommendations? Um, I have, there's probably a couple that'll come to my mind, but I want to get the one big one out of, so when we watched the ritual, I said, this is the man descent. And so I wanted to recommend the ritual because it's like five dudes in a forest (laughs) and something's coming after them and they have like dealing with a recent death and they're like interpersonal (laughs) relationships devolving. There's like differences to it, but it made me laugh when we watched it because we had just seen the descent and I was like, this is the, the descent, but dudes. So um, the ritual is my big one because I kind of put those two side by side, and I love the ritual. That's also a really good movie. I have a few. Um, my number one is the Hole in the Ground. Oh which yeah, mm. I made you guys watch in theaters with me. I didn't make you. You guys chose to come along to see it with me because you wanted to see it, and it was really good. Yeah, I like that movie. But there's this awesome cave stuff all at the end. And it's claustrophobic and spooky and weird. I also picked Annihilation. Ooh, Ooh good. Good pick, yeah. Just, it just is. Um, the Descent 2, mm. I guess I would recommend because there's a sequel. I picked A Quiet Place also. Just having these like creatures kind of coming out to see. get you. Right, they hunt by hearing. And then my favorite recommendation, I think it tracks um, The Goonies. <laughs> you okay. guys have seen it? The Goonies is one of the best movies ever made. It is my one of my comfort movies. It's awesome. But they're just like vibing in this tunnel system looking for treasure. Yeah. Um, uh, I will recommend um, uh, Don't Breathe. Because that's also a reverse home invasion movie where they <laughs> invade someone's home and then have to fight back. <laughs> and they can't leave. They can't escape. They have to figure out a way to escape. Similar themes. <laughs> um, and then I'd also recommend uh, Alien. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because right. that's also like there's an alien on the ship and they're just like running around on the ship um, trying to fight the alien. Um, and I think that one is also like a really good movie. Uh, I thought I had more, but 
Oh, I was thinking like probably as above, so below, but I've never seen it. Yeah, but that's I one where they're like it. underground. They're in the catacombs. Yeah. So like, uh, I feel like that's probably similar. I think before I saw the descent, I got those two mixed up in my mind because I didn't know what either one of them were about. Oh. Um, okay. So yeah, I probably as above, so below. I've never seen it though. I love reading no sleep posts about the catacombs. Yeah. Yeah. We've been in them. Oh, that's so right. cool. What were they like? Harish had a crisis. <laughs> oh, no. He was not okay. Bro. It was. I think you told me about this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the official, like, museum that they have, it's just, like, piled up bones. Because it's, um, I guess, like, way back then, like, the graveyards of France were, like, overrun or whatever. And so they just, like, piled up all these people's bones just in like neat little piles uh in these catacombs and then the whole museum is you just walk through the catacombs where all these people's p- bones are piled up and and it was just like difficult for me because i was like wow these are real people who are dead and it's just weird that their skulls are decorated into crosses and they're they're just like lying here and it's just weird <laughs> there's yeah. just so many people just around me i don't know it was just very weird for me but yeah if you're ever in paris <laughs> it's a nice museum to go to i don't know you get to walk underground for uh quite a distance um but yeah uh so that's it uh plugs um you can follow me at not a credit card and everything you can get me at Save Our Shaggy, that's a Scooby-Doo reference, on everything. What the fuck? Um, sorry, I'm having a whole thing. You can find me online at Midsummer Queen on Twitter and Letterboxd at M-O-1-1-Y-H-A-I-N-E-S. And you can follow the show at Tipsy Terror on Twitter, tipsyterrorpod at gmail.com if you want to email us. Um, Tipsy Terror Facebook Letterbox, Tipsy Terror.com, Tipsy Terror.rip, Tipsy Terror.wtf, Tipsy Terror.pub, and all of those go to a website that points you to all of our other um, links. Um, and yeah, we have a Patreon that's not active right now, but um, you can go on there uh, and like subscribe, but you won't get charged until we restart it, and you can listen to our bonus episodes. Um, so yeah, uh, that's all. Uh, bye. Bye. Bye.